Hey, everybody, this is Patriot. Now, before we begin the show tonight, I just want to say a couple of words on behalf of the sponsor that I'm working with to help folks get out of the stock market and into precious metals as far as their 401k and their retirement accounts. Now, we all know that the de-dollarization process is accelerating with every passing day. We've seen a historic year in terms of bank closures, starting with Silicon Valley Bank. Just recently, it was announced that in one week, 64 brick and mortar locations and these are all subsidiaries and branches of the big Wall Street banks like PNC, J.P. Morgan Chase, Wells Fargo, Bank of America. They're all consolidating. They're selling off their brick and mortar locations. They're getting ready for this big black swan event that all of us have been anticipating. And we all know, folks, that this trend that we've been seeing happening all over the world, this de-dollarization process is only going to accelerate into 2024. And so we have a narrow opportunity to get out of the rig stock market casino and to take all of the wealth that we've spent an entire lifetime earning and accumulating and protect it with precious metals. Not only that, we're seeing gold and silver prices hitting new highs. My suspicion is we're going to see that trend continue and that glass ceiling that the cabal has suppressed precious metals with is going to break very, very soon. So not only are you going to be in a position to protect your wealth, you're also going to be in a position in my view, to profit from this very wise move. So I highly urge everybody out there to click that link in the description for patriotundergroundgold.com. You'll see how easy this process is, folks. This is an incredible company that I'm working with. I only bring the best to my audience. All right, everybody. Thank you for listening. God bless and Godspeed. Patriot out. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Patriot Underground. Today is February 7th, 2024. Thank you so much for joining me, folks, to discover the truth beneath the surface. As always, I really do appreciate everybody out there taking the time to listen. So I'm going to provide a situation analysis report tonight, and there is a lot going on, folks. I can probably just talk for an hour on any one of the subjects that I really want to just briefly touch upon tonight because I want to get into more of a connecting the dots sort of an episode tonight. We're going to talk a little bit about the different camps that have been forming within the Patriot community. I'm going to provide a little bit of commentary and analysis on what I think is actually going on. And certainly on the surface, we've got a whole bunch of things that we could talk about. I mean, obviously we've got the border situation. That drama is escalating very rapidly. We've got the Trump legal drama. We've got the de-dollarization initiative that is linked to this push for World War III. And that's, of course, just at the macro level. And obviously, as you folks know, I could drill into any one of these issues in detail and we could do an entire episode on any one of those topics. But like I said, that's not really my aim tonight. Uh, certainly, I think that the pace toward disclosure is accelerating. It's pretty obvious. And I think that I want to mention just a couple of barometers just pointing in that direction. And then we're going to move into a more analytical discussion about what I think is going to happen over the next several weeks. And like I said, uh, providing a little bit of perspective and analysis on a lot of the division that we've been experiencing and talking about on the show lately. And certainly uh, in my last episode, I talked about the different phases of the war. I broke it down into six distinct phases or categories. And I talked about how we're really at the end of the staging phase right now, or I guess you could say, at least in my view, I think we're we're getting pretty close to that, the end of that staging phase, and we're going to move into the inciting incident, which is going to bring us into the storm. Steps four and five, or phases four and five, I think go hand in hand. And I do believe we are getting very close to seeing that all come to fruition. 
perhaps not exactly as we had anticipated or speculated, but certainly there have been a lot of surprises along the way. We can anticipate as we get into these last few chess moves, we're going to see a lot of surprises, a lot of things that perhaps are going to go in a different direction. But preparations are underway to flood the public with truth. There's no doubt about that. And we can see evidence of that everywhere. We can see the deep the deep state is ratcheting up all of their censorship initiatives in anticipation for a quote unquote sensitive event, which I happen to believe is the necessary scare event that Q talked about to bring us to the precipice. And only at the precipice are people going to find the will to change. So that's what's going on as far as the deep state preparing for the shutdown or the clampdown on the flow of information ahead of this sensitive event. They're calling it a sensitive event. Uh, we're calling it a scare event. But nevertheless, uh, that I think is very, very interesting. We also have Tucker Carlson in Moscow interviewing Vladimir Putin. Now, I think this is very important symbolically because it represents the ability of we, the people, the truth media that I do believe Tucker Carlson represents. I mean, certainly he is the most famous journalist in the world. He's got the largest reach of any journalist in the world. Certainly Joe Rogan is in that conversation as a podcaster, but this is this is really big. So the ability to bypass the mainstream media and bring truth directly to the people is what's so significant about this and certainly not going to be a singular event. I think we're going to see more and more truth coming out by all these different avenues that have been opened up. Of course, Tucker Carlson getting fired from Fox set up the ability for him to do this type of reporting and to bring the truth directly to the people. And I do believe that that was always a part of the plan. So this, of course, is the reason for all of this draconian censorship being rolled out. And it's definitely an indication that the end game or the end is near. And we also got a ruling on the immunity issue from the Federal Court of Appeals. And it went very much as I expected. I did not anticipate that they were going to say that Trump was immune. There were some uh, people out there who were suggesting that as a possibility. And I entertained that, but I never really was able to buy into that. My my gut always told me that they were going to rule against Trump and that we were going to see this trial move forward one way or another. Now, certainly, we know that the start date has been pushed back. We may not even see the trial start until I've heard you know, estimates of May or June. We'll have to see how the appeals process goes. But I've been talking a lot about the Trump trial uh, being a very important flashpoint in this whole journey. And certainly um, the immunity question being answered opens up a wide range of discussion. So before we get into the issues and we really delve into it, I wanted to provide a little bit of analysis on the different narratives that we've been seeing emerge in the Patriot community. And of course, these different narratives are linked to the division that we've been talking about now for quite some time. And we obviously know that the enemy is desperate. They're desperate to do everything that they can to divide us, to divide our community. Because, and I, I've done lengthy shows. I mean, I, I think I've probably dedicated almost entire shows to this topic about how important unity is amongst we the people. Because when we're divided, we're easy to conquer. I mean, it's it's the same basic paradigm that I think the audience understands very well. But I don't think that oftentimes this gets enough emphasis or attention. This need to divide us is absolutely paramount as far as the deep state is concerned. And so what's happened as the result of their efforts to divide our community is I think that we've seen different camps. And this is not like 
something that has just happened overnight. This has been forming over a long period of time. We've got these different camps that are forming. It's like, it seems to me that there are three separate categories. There are those who seem to support General Flynn. And quite frankly, a lot of these individuals are emerging now as being anti-Trump. And they're they're latching on to this anti-Trump narrative. And like I said, a lot of these individuals are directly linked to General Flynn, who has been a central part of the conversation for quite some time now, ever since Lynn Wood called them out a couple of years ago. So that seems to be one camp. And then, of course, you've got the anti-Flynn camp. You might even say uh, Mike Gill would be the perfect example, his uh, narrative. And I say that with all due respect to Mike. He knows that I have the utmost respect for him. When I say narrative, I'm not suggesting uh, anything disparaging. I'm just saying the way that he views the board, as he calls it. And by the way, I exchanged emails with Mike today. I'm hoping to get him back on the show soon for a one-on-one. Um, I think it'll be a really interesting conversation. But we've got the pro-Flynn camp, and then we've got the anti-Flynn camp, if you will. And then we've got, I guess you could say, the Q loyalists. Um, perhaps, I guess you could say somebody like myself. I mean, I, I stay fluid. As people know, I don't really fully commit to one narrative because I believe that there's a lot of plausibility to some of the different ways that this could go down. Uh, I've gotten criticized for that a little bit. People are telling me that I need to pick a lane and so forth. But the reality is, folks, is my allegiance is to the truth. And I'm going to move in whatever direction I believe the Lord is moving me. But I also have to say, as I've said many, many times, uh, my overall belief in the Q operation is still as solid as it was on day one. And I do consider myself to be a Q loyalist. However, I'm also very much open to talking to individuals like Mike Gill who have a different perspective because, and I'm going to talk about this tonight, depending on how we see things play out over these next several weeks, I think it's going to really answer a lot of questions. And so let's let's just kind of get into it. Let me talk about why I well, first of all, let me just say why I think this is important. Um, the fog of war that we've been talking about, game theory, you know, the art of war. Um, but ultimately, that whole concept of deception, fifth generational warfare, fog of war, uh, it's led us to a place. It's led us to where we are right now, quite frankly, Um and this is not a criticism of the White Hats, but I do have to say that it, in my perspective, and I think this is shared by a lot of people out there, the lack of overt White Hat action began a lot of speculation. I mean, if we go back historically and we think about where we were in January of 2021 and how our perspective and how our mindset has evolved and changed over the past few years, it's pretty dramatic when you think about it. And so at one point, after we all expected that we were going to see the Marines storm in and everybody get arrested, they were never going to allow fake Biden to take office. At one point, uh, I think we were just kind of reeling from that. And it began this conversation about, OK, well, when are the White Hats going to actually act? And then, of course, that that fueled all of this speculation that we've been involved in over the past couple of years. And of course, all along the way, expectations have been set, whether they're intentional or not, but they've been set and reality hasn't met up with those expectations. And so 
it's been sort of a breeding. It's created a breeding ground for cynicism, quite frankly. And when you have a breeding ground for cynicism and you've got all of these different confused people out there, it's very easy to infuse conflicting narratives to confuse people even more. And that, I do believe, is a big part of what is going on. So we find ourselves in a place right now where it seems like everybody is choosing a lane in the patriot community. And whether or not the White Hats did this by design or whether the deep state has been pulling the strings and gotten us to this point of division within our own community, well, I guess that's up to each and every one of us to determine. But as far as I'm concerned, We've got these we've, we've got these different camps with these different narratives. I think that there is a very central question that needs to be answered that's going to unravel a lot of the mystery surrounding where we're headed. And that is, does Trump remain a viable candidate in the election? Now, folks know that I've been saying for a very long time, I don't think we're going to have an election, but that's not the point. The point is. Is Trump going to be taken out of the race? Somehow, are they, they going to find a way to get him out of the race? And obviously, Mike Gill has been talking about this quite a bit. And his his narrative and the way that he sees things playing out really hinges upon that question, because he seems to think that there's a real big possibility here that Trump is going to be somehow sidelined one way or another, and that Flynn is going to step forward and that he's been running for president all along. And I'm going to get into some more detail on that. But does Trump remain a viable candidate? That is the question that needs to be answered. And the, the conversation at this point then kind of shifts to the immunity issue and, of course, the impending trial. So let's talk about that a little bit. Why is it that Trump's candidacy is so key? especially if we're talking about his candidacy in an election that many people don't even think is going to happen. Well, I'll tell you why. Even though we don't anticipate an election, Donald John Trump remaining in the race is a key indicator of what's really going on behind the scenes. And as far as I'm concerned, whether or not we've been led astray or whether or not Q has been telling us the truth this entire time, which is exactly what I believe. But if Mike Gill is correct <clears throat> that Flynn has been running for president this entire time and that the deep state behind the scenes has been negotiating a deal with Trump and his attorneys to drop out of the race, then that means that Donald John Trump's candidacy has to be effectively derailed in order for Mike to be correct. And like I say, when you listen to Mike lay it out, it's really hard to argue with his logic. And so I certainly think it's a conversation that's worth having. If Trump stays in the race, then General Flynn can't find a plausible on-ramp to put himself in the running. And that's why this is such a key question. The closer we get to the possibility of Trump being convicted in this sham of a trial, which I never think is going to happen in a million years, but just kind of playing this, this line of thinking out. The closer we get to the possibility of that happening and him being taken out of the race in this pantomime, and that's indeed what I think it is, the more people are going to uncloak. And we're already seeing it happen. The closer we seem to be getting to this trial on this question of whether or not this 
definitive answer to this question of whether or not Trump is actually going to be removed from the race, the more people are taking out their knives and going after Trump. And so I happen to believe that this trial is really important for, I mean, for so many different reasons, but it's identifying these deep state elements that are in our movement that have been tasked with, quote unquote, influencing their audience to turn on Trump. And that's why I've said loyalty to Donald Trump at this point in time is probably the most important litmus test there is. And I'm not suggesting that people out there who may be questioning certain things about Trump aren't patriots. But if people are going out deliberately and they've got their knives out and they're going after Trump at this point in time when he's apparently vulnerable on the surface. Remember, it's just this is just a pantomime, folks. This is the art of war. You appear weak when you're actually strong. That's what I think is actually going on. But Trump is exposing this whole process, this trial, everything that he's doing, the way that he's playing it. He's exposing all of these deep state elements that are now coming out, all of these operatives that are uncloaking. And like I said, we can see it happening. It's going to increase. It's going to intensify. You watch. There are going to be more and more people who surprise you, I happen to think, as we get closer to, well, whether it's the trial beginning or whether other events happen. Like I said, we're very likely to see some surprises between now and whenever the trial begins. But the point here is, is that everyone who has secretly been working against Trump this entire time is being outed right now. They're exposing themselves. Now, if Trump actually weathers this trial, if it goes for if it goes ahead and he's able to weather this trial effectively, in the sense that he remains in the race, even though we don't really expect that the election is going to happen, it's essentially going to answer that question about General Flynn, and of course, those connected to General Flynn, like Juan O'Savin and several other people. And so that is how I see the significance of what's happening right now. All of this posturing, all of this maneuvering in this pantomime is very important. It's not for nothing. Some people will tell you that it's just kabuki theater to keep everybody distracted and it has nothing to do with where we're going and what people need to learn and so on and so forth. I disagree. I think that what we're actually seeing, it, it is kabuki theater. I'm not arguing with that point. It's definitely pantomime and on many different levels, but it's not without a very specific purpose. And that is something I think that we need to remember. And so a lot of what's unfolding right now with the trial and this immunity question is going to inform at least me personally, and I think probably many of you, it's going to inform how we see the rest of the remainder of 2024 unfolding and whether or not we're actually going to see an election take place and Trump is right at the center. And if he's taken out of the race, I got to be honest with you folks, I don't think this is going to happen. But if somehow, some way they're able to sideline Trump, then we're in a lot of trouble. We're in a lot of trouble if that happens, because I, for one, do not trust General Flynn. First of all, I don't even think it's the real General Flynn, and that's a whole separate question, but certainly you can look, you can do your own research, look at all the different photos, look at General Flynn from five, six years ago to the, compare him to the guy now, the nose 
looks entirely different. But that's that's only one element of the conversation. here. I think that General Flynn being inserted into the patriot movement as some sort of a substitute or replacement for Trump is going to have dire consequences. First of all, I don't think it would ever be accepted in the patriot community. There's far too much division. And quite frankly, um, if that happens, I'm going to be beating down Mike Gill's door trying to pick his brain for more information because it would seem to me that if General Flynn suddenly emerges as the front runner for the GOP for the 2024 election, that he must be on to something. He must be telling us the truth. He knows exactly what he's talking about. And I'm open to that. That's the whole purpose. I mean, if I didn't think that Mike and his his narrative and the way that he's reading the board, if I didn't see it as a possibility that it could go in that direction, I wouldn't waste my time. But the fact of the matter is, we're in a very critical moment right now. And a lot of people, including myself, are watching very, very closely. And we've identified that there is something going on inside the Patriot movement. I talked about my interview with Michelle Moore during my coffee chat last weekend. It was trending at number one. There was like five, six hundred people watching it one minute. The next minute I refresh, it's gone. And not just gone from the number one spot, but gone completely. You couldn't find it. You could go all the way through the top 100 videos. It just it just disappeared. But then when you searched for it manually, you could see that it was actually still there. So I had that experience. It was eye opening to me. It was right on the heels, obviously, of my of my conversation with Mike Gill. It led to my conversation with Michelle. We got into the subject of the patriot community, the alternative media being controlled opposition. And look what happened. And so it's caused me to it's one of those moments that gives you it gives you pause, folks. And. I have to say that while I continue to respect 107 and continue to listen to his intel. The fact that he's not willing to come on my show, he's not willing to have a conversation with me. Um, but then somebody like Mike Gill is willing to come on. He's he's willing to have a conversation. I, at a personal level, I I feel uh, that in some ways that that also gives me pause. It makes me wonder why. Now, Kerry has said that oh, you know, Juan doesn't want to go on your show for the same reason he doesn't want to talk to me because he's afraid that he's going to give up too much information and so on and so forth. That may or may not be true, folks. But the, the bottom line is is that. I've made several outreaches and he won't come on my show. And now I'm hearing Mike's whole story. We're seeing the way that things are playing out right now. And as far as I'm concerned, his narrative is still very much in play, depending upon how all of this goes down. That's why I put so much emphasis on this part of the pantomime, the trial, what's going to happen with the immunity question, the election. Because if we see Trump taken down as a candidate, regardless of whether or not Flynn ends up in the running, like I said, we've got a problem one way or another. Now, could it be some sort of a gut punch? Could it be some sort of a white hat maneuver? Possibly. But I'll tell you something, folks. If we don't see Trump emerge from this final assault by the deep state in the sense 
that he remains a candidate in the 2024 election, I think it causes a lot of things to be called into question about the overall plan and about where we're headed. Now, ultimately, I will tell you that I do believe that Trump is going to remain in the race. I do not believe that they're going to somehow sideline him. But I'm also staying open to that possibility because we really don't know how things are going to play. Now, conversely, if he manages to repel this deep state attack, it's going to reaffirm that the Q operation, the narrative associated with everything that we've been talking about, the Q loyalists now for almost three years, the game theory, the art of war, everything that I've been seeing happen and the way that I've been seeing it play out and interpreting it. Well, I'm not going to say it's going to be proven right, but it's certainly going to be very much uh, evidence, very strong evidence. We are indeed exactly where we should be and where we expected to be all along. But we have to stay fluid, folks. And, you know, I think it's naive at this stage of the game for us to not go beyond the spin of all the different narratives and all the different media figures and personalities out there and really analyze what's going on from a 40,000 foot view to look at the chessboard and actually interpret whether or not we're heading in the direction that Q told us we were going or there's going to be some sort of an unexpected twist and we're heading in a different direction. Now, I have to say, once again, I, I think it's worth repeating over and over and over. My faith remains in the Q operation. I don't believe that Trump is going to be removed. I don't believe he's going to be assassinated. I don't believe that any of these things are going to happen. I truly do not. But the reason that I am taking this so seriously, folks, about what Mike Gill is saying and about the divide and the, you know, the, the possibility, I'll just say, that uh, that the entire patriot media is under the umbrella of control of General Flynn and we're starting to see more and more of these strange anomalies, these censorship issues that are coming up. I had one I just talked about. Um, I think that it's very important to, to consider the possibility that a lot of people in our community have been leading us astray. But if the trial, you know, if it, if it moves forward, and I think it will, I uh, that's a perfect time to play the Trump card or the Trump cards. I happen to think there are several. I've said that on many occasions. But the Trump trial is going to be the moment when the entire world is watching. They're going to be watching it live. It's going to be live streamed. And quite frankly, it would be a great opportunity to open up Pandora's box. So you never know. You never know how this is going to go. So to sum up my take on these different narratives um, that are from the opposing camps within the patriot media or the patriot community, let's just say, the central question hinges upon Trump's candidacy and the trial that's layered upon the overall question of whether or not Trump is going to be removed from the race is the key question that needs to be answered right now. We've got many questions that we want answers to, but does Trump remain the Republican front runner? Does he remain a viable candidate? Does he withstand all of these deep state attacks? And if he does, I think that that is very solid evidence that the Q loyalists have been right this entire time. Now, we see it go in a different direction. Then 
obviously we'll pivot as necessary, uh, but we're going to have to wait and see what the results are of all this maneuvering that we're seeing. And then once we do, the picture inside of the Patriot community is going to become a lot clearer. And I do believe that it's going to expose several individuals in the process. So on that note, let's discuss the immunity issue a little bit. Now, the federal appeals panel ruled, they said, quote, the interest in criminal accountability held by both the public and the executive branch outweighs the potential risks of chilling presidential action and permitting vexatious litigation, end quote. So in other words, what they've done is they've opened up the door by setting a legal precedent to prosecute former heads of state. Sounds like it's pretty convenient, doesn't it? So this ruling is going to be a key aspect of disclosure, assuming the Supreme Court agrees, which I happen to think that they will. I highly doubt that the Supreme Court, even though they've made some favorable rulings, certainly Roe versus Wade being the, the most important one, but they've made some really important rulings in terms of states' rights. So we, we can't discount that as a part of our analysis, a part of the equation. But my gut tells me that on this issue, the Supreme Court is going to agree with the Federal Court of Appeals. And they're going to say Trump doesn't have any immunity. And when that happens, the beauty of it is that it creates a legal precedent. That there's no more immunity. There's no more presidential privilege. And they can go after... Obama, they can go after Bush, they can go after Clinton. And I think that's exactly what's at play here. And of course, the mainstream media has their spin. They're saying that Trump is hoping that the timing of the trial is going to be in his favor so he can delay it until after the election. And then he can instruct his attorney general to squash the case or he can give himself a pardon. Folks, that's just absolutely ridiculous. It's not going to happen. The whole point is to keep him out of power. They're not going to allow this trial to happen after the election. So that's just absolute nonsense. And they're also saying that, of course, I, I think there is some truth to this, that Trump, through his lawyers, is looking to expand civil immunity to cover criminal actions, which occurred allegedly, according to the deep state, while he was president, which, of course, we know is just complete bull. But his lawyers, quite frankly, have correctly argued that the president has to be actually impeached and removed from office prior to being subject to criminal prosecution. And so that really is what the question hinges upon right now. But even though the reality is, as we all can recognize, is that what's really going on is that this is, if nothing else, the most blatant example of election interference that we've ever seen, trying to prosecute a former president based on complete nonsense. And that's really what we're looking at. Talk about a 40,000 foot view, but this is exactly what's happening on this stage. So when we really scroll out, what's this trial all about? And I happen to think that it is a spectacle. It's it's serving a very important purpose, though. Like I said, it is, it's not just a, a pantomime without a purpose or a kabuki theater just to keep us entertained, you know, like bread and circus while everything else is going on in the background. Don't get me wrong. I think that's what's going on. But we can't discount what's playing out in front of us. See, a lot of people will tell you that, oh, pay no attention to it. It's all just meant for the normies and this and that, which is true to an extent. But it's also watching the way that this pantomime plays out, not the things that are distracting everybody, but looking at the chessboard and seeing how the pieces are being moved around is very important for us at this stage in order to get the confirmation, quite frankly, that I think all of us need 
about where we're headed. And I think that the trial is and all of this drama associated with the trial, the immunity question is a key precursor that's leading us in to the climactic scene in this movie. The immunity question and the Mar-a-Lago documents, the classified document charges, these are intended to highlight the two-tier justice system. And of course, in the process, red pill the public. That's what we've been talking about all along. The trial is designed to do exactly that. This is all about red pilling the masses. This is all about red pilling the masses. It's going to function as a vehicle for disclosure on election fraud, and not only the election fraud, but also the pandemic, which was tied directly into stealing the vote, as we know. And once that string gets pulled, the entire web of corruption starts to unravel. And who's at the center of that web? Well, none other than Jeffrey Epstein. The sordid center of all of that evil controlling cabal assets and really functioning as the glue that held this genocidal plot together. And that's exactly what's happening. That's what's being exposed right now, folks. January 6th, Mar-a-Lago, the Fulton County case in Georgia, the Stormy Daniels case even, all of this is serving a purpose. Inciting an insurrection, treason, election fraud, sexual crimes. All of these things are being introduced into the mass consciousness right now. Doesn't seem to me like that's a coincidence or an accident. And in my opinion, the deep state projection of their actions, of their crimes onto Trump. We've talked about the reversal event for a long time now, folks. It's all about the reversal. It's all about that backfiring. Everybody knows that individuals who project on other people, we know what they're doing. They're deflecting everything about themselves. They don't want anyone to look at, so they're pointing the finger at somebody else. That's exactly what's happening on a mass scale, of course. That's what this staging process is all about. So the enemy is being set up. They've been set up this entire time to expose who they are in the court of public opinion. Remember when Elon Musk said recently that the public is the real judge? Perhaps that's because he knows that we're already in a continuity of government scenario that's governed by the laws of war. Perhaps he already knows that the civilian legal system has been brought under military jurisdiction. I think he does know that. And if that's the case, then these rulings by these corrupt judges they have no legal standing. They're absolutely meaningless. And so maybe Elon Musk is providing a movie com of his own. Communicating to all of us that this entire drama is a scripted series of events to red pill the public. And to drum up support for where we know this is headed. Military is the only way. Military intervention. And then, of course, there's the question of, well, what if that deed has already been done? Consider that we've already seen D.C. flooded with the Potomac several times. They've taken the tunnels out underneath the tunnels. We've seen the videos of the kids being brought up from the tunnels. The floods in D.C. back in 2022, you all remember. Consider all the body doubles that we've seen and identified. The fake White House set. The executive order renewals that target the deep state infrastructure and all of their evil activity that keep getting renewed by Biden. I strongly believe, folks, that the military has already intervened 
And what's playing out right now to a large degree, and I'm not saying everything is fake. I've explained this many times, but what's playing out to a large degree right now, in my opinion, and in the opinion of many, many people out there, is a movie, is a pantomime. And I still haven't wavered from that. I still believe that it's always been about the gradual awakening of the population. And I continue to hold my position. Am I remaining fluid like I explained a little while ago? Absolutely. I think it's foolish not to. But I'm also very comfortable in where I sit right now because I can think about all the analysis that I've done. And even though I've gotten certain things wrong, just like everybody else in our movement, every other podcaster, every other quote unquote insider who supposedly has information and intel, they've been wrong too. But overall, I have yet to get to a point where I've had that crisis moment where I've questioned everything that I believed. I've been questioning it all along when events happen and new information emerges. I've been cross-referencing that new information with what I believe and what we've already seen happen. But it hasn't led me to a point where I've had my faith shaken in this plan. Now, the question of whether or not we're ever going to get the full truth, that that remains to be seen. I mean, if it's true, and I believe it is true, that the political elite have already been removed from power and possibly executed. And I'm not going to get into secret military tribunals tonight. I'm not going to speculate about that. Lord knows I've done plenty of that in the past on uh, previous episodes, the audience will recall. But I will briefly offer some thoughts on the question of how much of the truth is going to be revealed to the public. And this is actually something I spoke with Carrie about during our last conversation. And um, her sources are sort of indicating that the full truth is never going to come out. And that really got me thinking. Um, How much disclosure are we going to see? How is it going to actually play out? I suspect it's going to be a mixed bag. I do believe that the White Hats are intent upon revealing the depths of the cabal's evil to we the people. But I also believe that it has to be done artfully. It has to be done over a period of time. I don't think we can expect that when the EBS or the EAS goes off, that this vast cauldron of horrific evil is just going to be upended and dumped on the public all in one fell swoop. You have to keep in mind, folks, I mean, we've heard stories. Remember the stories and we continue to hear them about the special forces soldiers who have been engaging the enemy in these underground wars. The things that they've seen, the things that they've experienced, these are the most elite hardened soldiers in the world, have been so bad, so horrific that they've needed psychological healing. They've had such deep psychological trauma that they've needed med beds after their experiences. And so when you think about that, everything that they've seen, are you going to just expose all of that to the general public instantly? I don't think so. I, I It's not that I don't think that people can handle the truth. It's not what I'm suggesting, but it needs to be slowly digested. You recall in a recent uh, episode, I was I was referencing a, a Q drop talking about crumbs. Crumbs can be digested. And that's why this process has been so slow, so painstaking, so tedious, but it's all been methodical. There's a reason for it. 
You have to disclose this horrific evil. You have to do it artfully. If you don't, it becomes very counterproductive very quickly. And that is putting it mildly. So are we ever going to get the full truth? I think we will. But I think it's going to take time. It's probably going to take many years for all of it to come out. But the good news is, is that we're still going to get a flood. And it's going to be so much disclosure that it's going to make our heads spin. And that is exactly where we're headed. And that's why we need the EBS, the EAS. It's the only practical, the only effective way to reveal not only what the cabal has been up to, but how this operation has been carried out. There's a lot of unanswered questions on that end as well. And we've talked about that in some detail. These questions need to be answered. This operation that's been cloaked in secrecy this entire time, this deception that we've just been stewing in. It needs to be explained. It needs to be unraveled. The fog of war needs to dissipate. And that, I believe, can only be effectively done through the emergency alert system. And that's exactly what Q told us was going to happen. And it's exactly where I see us headed <laughs> very, very shortly. And so, you know, the, the, the conversation about the EAS, it definitely ties in to the election moving forward. I mean, one way or another, we need the EAS to have disclosure. We need the EAS to have the official transfer, the, the, the flip over to the QFS. There's a lot of things that are associated with the emergency alert system. Some people are saying, oh, we don't need an EAS. Well, I, I beg to differ. I absolutely believe that we do. And I do think that we are getting very, very close. So hopefully you folks enjoyed my analysis tonight. Please leave a like if you did. Make sure you're following me on the different platforms I'm on. I'm on BitChute, Rumble, Podbean, Odyssey, Telegram, and Truth Social. So you can see the links uh, for all of those in the description. And speaking of the links in the description, let me just briefly mention my sponsors. PatriotUndergroundGold.com. You can also go to PatriotUndergroundSilver.com. Partnered with the best in the business to help you get out of the rig stock market and to hold your retirement funds your IRA and your 401k in precious metals. There have been several members of the audience who have transferred using GoldCo, and they've been very, very happy, very excited about the customer service, the pricing, the way that they were treated, the responsiveness. I've gotten great reviews. I highly urge everybody. I'm not a financial advisor, but I think you can read the tea leaves for yourself. You can see that we are indeed headed for a financial calamity of some sort. We don't know exactly how it's going to play out, but the de-dollarization process, I didn't really get into it tonight, but you've heard me talk about it many, many times. Nothing has changed, folks. It's just accelerating more in that direction. All going to fall apart. And you don't want to be running for the exits with everybody else at that point in time. You want to be holding your retirement funds in gold, in silver, in precious metals. Historically, it's always been a safe store of wealth. And so, you know, if you want to continue to stay inside of the casino and take your chances, go for it. But I, I think the wise move, folks, is to get out. You can always go back in at a different time. You can always reinvest. Gold Co. will buy back if the time comes when you need to sell back your gold and make different investments. It is a great, great opportunity. So I highly urge everybody to check it out. I also want to mention switch-stores.com slash Patriot Underground, the best place to go if you want to bypass the big box conglomerates. If you want to limit your trips to Walmart and to Target and all these 
cabal-controlled and operated companies. This is a great opportunity to do your shopping with the good guys. They have the best prices, the best products, non-toxic, made here in America. They get great reviews. I made the switch about almost two years ago now, folks, and I never look back. Some of the favorite products that we have in my house came as a result of making this switch. So I highly recommend that. I also want to urge folks to join my locals community. I'm going to be announcing the next date for the Patriot Roundtable soon. And certainly if you're a member on locals, you'll have automatic access to that Zoom call. You get first access to all of my new content, live Q&A sessions, and a lot more just for $5 a month. You can also make a one-time donation using that same link. And you can also support me, folks, by checking out my merch store. That's patriotunderground.shop. I have hoodies. I've got hats, uh, T-shirts, stickers, a wide variety of items, very high quality, very well-priced. Hopefully, you folks will check it out. And God bless to everybody out there who has been so supportive. I love each and every one of you. And I promise you, I'm going to continue to do well by each and every one of you. I really want to thank everybody out there from the bottom of my heart for being so supportive and so amazing. I have the best audience in alternative media, and I'm very, very proud of that. So I'll be back soon, folks, with another episode. Thank you for listening. Until then, God bless and Godspeed. Patriot out.